when you're down and troubled and you need a helping hand and nothing nothing is going right close your eyes and think of me and soon I will be there to brighten up even the darkest night. You just call out my name, and you know wherever I am, I'll come running to see you again. spring summer or fall all you gotta do is call and i'll be there yeah 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 you've got a friend hello everybody it's notes from john with a battle from bond coming to you from live from saint george utah on sunday uh, march 1st 2020 yep that's where we are down here in St. George. Do you know why? Why don't you tell them why? <laughs> well, we were supposed to be going on a cruise with some good friends. And with all that's going on with the coronavirus, and they said stay away from March crowds. And some of the cruise ships have been denied entrance into some of the ports. And we all decided, well, we won't go to be one. Yeah, we decided... Uh, the day before, a day and a half before we were supposed to leave. It's quite sad, actually. It was terribly sad. So we decided we'd come down to St. George and spend the week that we would have been on on a cruise. So we're down here with the nice warm weather when I hear up in Salt Lake it snowed again. <laughs> so we're glad we're down here enjoying the sun. Yeah, too bad for all those <laughs> up home where it's cold and snowy and here it's bright and sunny. Yes, and we're just kind of pretending we're on a cruise, right? Yes, we are. So I thought today we would have uh, um, <coughs> well, a little shout-out before we launch into what we want to talk about, awesome. which you can get an idea about from the song that we sang. Well, we have a little shout-out to Ryder, our little, is he 9 or 10? I'm, they're all mixing together now. Anyway, Ryder, he's 9. 9. 9. Ryder, we went and watched him play basketball, and he tried so hard, and he's such a good little athlete, and then to come to find out he was playing with a fever, and he didn't feel well. Yeah, it's brave of you. Way to go, Ryder. We're proud of you. Not only did you play a good game, but you appeared to be a good sport, and um, I was really pleased and happy to be able to be there and watch you play. Yes, they tied it, and then Ryder made, we thought, the winning points the next basket, and then they ran down and scored another one on top of that. So they lost. No, they didn't lose. They tied. Was it a tie? I've never seen a basketball game end in a tie. Oh, I thought the other team. Oh, then that's right. It was weird. Tied. Yeah, it was weird. It was. So because we're, we were here in St. George instead of at home in Salt Lake, that meant that I had to bring the recording equipment, or some of it, that we normally use at home, in addition to our computers, so what do you mean they don't care about that? They don't care about that. Of course they do. <laughs> no, they don't. 
<laughs> so, so we're having to do this. I didn't bring everything because it's just a hassle to carry it all and bring it anyway. So, so you get what you get. Yeah, that's right. We're here with one microphone instead of two, so we're kind of passing it back and forth. And and that song that we just sang, You've Got a Friend by James Taylor and you Carol and King. <laughs> Thanks, Bonnie. Yeah. Anyway, we're, uh, we've never sung that song before. I've never sung that song. <laughs> they could tell. Yeah. They could tell. So uh, when we decided we would we would talk about friends today, because friends are very important. Yeah, we we can decide we wanted to use that song, and uh, so I tried. Well, I pulled up the chords and the uh, the words on on a, a website and played through it a few times, and we sang through it a few times <laughs> before we did it. And I know it sounded rough, and it was, but we'll continue to to proceed and <laughs> play play more of it towards the end of this podcast oh, wow. underneath i know but friends friends are so important and we hope you all have a friend out there don't we yeah they have us we're certainly their friends yeah we, we are our missionaries we have always been their friends our children especially we're friends and our grandchildren we hope that they know that we are a friend that they can come to and talk to and so how do you know when you what how do you know when you have a friend Good question. Go right ahead now. No, I asked you. <laughs> a friend is someone to me who you can feel comfortable around, that you can tell your secrets. Your someone you can trust. Well, then why did How you ask that? me? <laughs> why did you ask me? You're asking my opinion. I am asking. So that's can I can I interject? No. Not Excuse right now. me for breathing. <laughs> I, to me, that's what I'm saying. A friend is someone who, yeah, well, basically that's true. But if you go into I'm just trying to help stuff, you here. A friend is someone you can trust, that you can tell your secrets to, and they'll listen to you, And especially when you're vulnerable or you're upset or disappointed. And you know they won't think less of you because of your weaknesses and your issues that you may share with them. And you can make mistakes around them and not feel stupid around them. You can be vulnerable. Isn't that what I said? Sort of. Sort of? Oh, well, go ahead. But so what's a friend to you? I've just said what, I, what they <laughs> what are to me. To you? Okay, great. Yeah. And, and I, th I think also it's someone that reciprocates. It's hard to be a friend with someone that doesn't reciprocate. Well, it's so true. Because then it's a kind of a one-way street, and, and that gets old after a while. Yes, we've known somewhere you can call friends up and try to do stuff with them over and over, and if they never reciprocate that type of a response, then... I guess that's the difference between a, a casual friend and a, and a true friend. That's so true. And, you know, we all have a lot of casual friends, but, you know, with a lot of those casual friends, we wouldn't share our... Um, you know, our secrets, our, our deepest thoughts and feelings and they're concerns. They're just there for you, no matter what. Yeah, that's... And so, uh, I thought we'd go back, and why don't you tell us about some of your friends in, throughout your life? Why I, are you giving me that look? Because <laughs> you always hand me the mic first when it's you should be talking first. This is a babble from Bond. That's right. That means very little. <laughs> oh, it does. Yes, it does. You are now babbling. <laughs> and I do that well. <laughs> babble, babble. 
Well, I had two very, well, I actually had several girlfriends growing up that were important to me. One lived across the street, and we did a lot together. Denise was her name, Denise Adams. We did a lot, and then she moved, and I never saw her again. It was quite sad. It is sad. My little friend left, but then I had two other friends that we grew up all through, well, until we got married. Did Mar you have a pretend friend? No. Did you? No. Not that I can think of. No, I never did. We had a lot of pretend games that we pretended to do, but pretend farm, pretend this and that, but we ne I never had a pretend friend. But I had Mary Harris and Kathy Payne. One lived three houses up, but one lived at three houses down, and I was right in the middle, and we did everything together. We were called the Three Musketeers. We'd go up and down the street with our arms wrapped around each other. <laughs> and we just were always playing, always together. And then we got into junior high, and we all just kind of went our different ways. Aren't you friends still with them? Occasionally we, we um, say happy birthday on Facebook or... Whatever. So now they're more casual friends. They're more casual friends, yep. I have another friend that I met in high school that um, we get together once a year on our birthdays because they're both in February, Rochelle Dean. We became close friends after high school. And well, it's we now Rochelle Alvey. Yeah, Rochelle Alvey, that's true. And she and I both send off our missionaries together. She waited for hers. <laughs> and you did. Whoops. <laughs> no, I didn't. I found another friend. Yes, you did. And, um, but we get together and share some thoughts and feelings. And but you did again just last week. Last week. And I had to fix back lunch oh, for you. Well, John, <laughs> because he fixes the best toasted cheese sandwiches, I got to tell you. <laughs> No different. No, it's because I burn them. That's right. I'm not patient enough. I burn them every time, and so he makes. And you use more cheese and everything, so you're just. It was so good. So, I said you're gonna make them for us. Okay? And I did. And he did. He was such a good husband, it good friend. So, so good, good you friend. wanted another one. We did. So we were both watching it like a hawk. So we wouldn't burn it because last time when, when she made them at her house, she burned them too. So like I said, friends are a lot alike. <laughs> So when I was younger, uh, growing up, my as a, a young child, my friends, obviously, who were just my family, my brothers and a couple of my sisters that were closer to my age. Were you on social? Um, I don't remember. I, I, rem I remember Sandra Didikind was girl. my age. And she was more um, physically mature than w most of us, and she was also smarter than most of us. But I, I remember as a little girl, as a little boy, I, I used to play with Sandra, Sandy. And then uh, with Scott Dunford, I played with as a little boy on occasion. But I didn't really have a lot of, a lot of boys my age around our neighborhood. Hmm. So it was mainly with my younger brothers. And, uh, and then as I got into um, later into elementary, later years and into junior high, friends primarily with those in my neighborhood, which were... Uh, Greg Leonard, Rick Poulton, and uh, Lee Skidmore, and they were all friends, and we were on the ward together, and uh, I, they became good friends. We did a lot of things together in scouting, and uh, um, but even then, I'm I'm not sure I could say that they were the 
friends that I would tell everything to. I never did that. Until you got married. Until I got married, actually. Then in high school, uh, I, I guess one of my best friends for years and years through uh, school has been Stan Spencer. He's just a great guy and continues to be a, a dear, dear friend. But another dear friend has been Jess Fox, who we, I became uh, uh, one of my dear friends from high school and has been ever since. Um, a couple of other guys, Trace Romney has been a dear friend. Uh, my heart's heavy for another dear friend by the name of Dave Creer, because Dave has been uh, diagnosed with leukemia. He's been battling it now for, I don't know, Quite a while. You know several years. and. He's just found out it's returned uh, significantly, and huh? I'm just glad. And he, uh, uh, he's just been advised that he has about a month, a uh, couple of months to live. So we we went to a little open house that his family held for him yesterday morning, as a matter of fact, and that's likely the last time I'll see Dave. Uh, other dear friends, of course, my my. Uh, Law partner Stuart Matheson is a dear friend and someone that I've shared many, many things with. Uh, um, I, I can trust him with anything and everything, and uh, he's just a great person, and I've learned a great deal from Stuart and his lovely wife, Christy. Uh, but Stuart's been a, a loyal, true friend. And my other partner, Doug Mortensen, has been a, a very good friend as well. My cousins have all been great friends. My cousin Merrill, who is my age, he and I uh, have kind of been best friends from the time we were young. Although he lived 150 miles away uh, on a ranch in Cokeville, Wyoming, he's he's uh, was always uh, my my dearest friend in our our early youth. Continues to be a very dear friend, together with uh, my cousin Franklin Stevens. Uh, I also uh, loved uh, David Dayton and uh, Scott Taylor, all of whom were first cousins and, and dear friends. And since then, as we've gotten older, then a lot of my friends have become those people with whom we've served, counselors and, and, pre and bishoprics and stake presidencies and uh, people we've served with in the temple. and. Uh, uh, those in our temple presidency have become very good friends, and but again, are those more casual friends, associates? Yeah, they're. I think more. I, I, I'm not sure that I would say that. Is there something in between casual and where you tell you darkest? They're, they're not my deepest friends. Your deepest friends in that sense. Uh, but they're but a little they're, more than casual. You just they're, get closer oh, they're clearly to them. more than casual yeah. friends, because I, I truly love them, and uh, and we have so many of our missionaries that are good friends, uh, again, more on the, I guess, on the casual side, but we love them as well. But we became very close with a number of our senior missionaries, and we've, uh, uh, many of whom are dear to us, and today, as a matter of fact, uh, with a little heavy hearts, we're gonna go see one of our senior missionary sisters, Sister Shirley Anderson, who has been diagnosed with uh, pancreatic cancer and and she and she does not have uh, long left to, long no. yet to live so that's why friends it's so when you have those friends that you just love so much and then when you know they're gonna leave this existence just really 
makes your heart hurt. Why friends are so important. Just and, the, and I was thinking about when you said your your siblings. My siblings became my closest friends. Older the older I got, when we were younger, we weren't best of friends, even though they were always around. But I've they're really my close friends now because I can tell them my feelings, my you know my joys, my sadnesses. My, I can just they're loyal. They're they buoy me up. They are loving. They're, I think your siblings are really important. Well, they are, and mine are really important to me as well. And um, our children are are wonderful friends as well. I mean, when they were younger, of course, they're, they're, they weren't really my friend. I didn't want to be their friend. I wanted to be their parent. The parent, of course. But as they've gotten older, uh, it's been really wonderful to, to get closer than to just a parent-child relationship. Mm-hmm. That's true. You become more of a friend. But when they're younger, it's important that they do have a parent, not just wanting to be their friend. And, and at this stage of our lives, we're... Uh, we're, we're grandparents to all of our grandchildren. We, we want certainly to be friends with them, but they're not uh, not a close friend in that sense. They're still a grandparent and grandchild whom we love dearly. But they can also tell us their sadnesses and their their feelings, their joys Absolutely. as well. And, and we're there for them, supporting them, listening, um, loyal. We'd stick up for them anywhere because they're, they're ours and we love them. Yeah, we, we surely do. We've got great uh, friends in our stake and in our ward uh, who are wonderful people. Also in our neighborhood, we've got uh, dear friends that we we certainly love and enjoy and appreciate as well. Friends are important because um, they enrich your life. They um, help you to be more social. They help it to be healthier, have a, a healthier life. If you didn't have any friends, you'd just be a hermit closed up in a, in your house. But yeah, I'm a little but, more, I have more of a tendency to be uh, more closed than you. you you're, yeah, but you still have friends. I mean, it's not like you don't have friends. You, no, I do have friends, but, I, I, but I, don't, I don't know that I have as wide a circle of friends as you do, because you're a lot more social than I am. Well, that's true. But... As I said, if you didn't have any friends, I would worry about you, John. <laughs> but when when people want to have friends so badly, sometimes they do things to be accepted. Where they they'll, they'll compromise. Yeah, their, some of their values, their values because they want friends so bad, and maybe those friends aren't the kind of friends they really need. I watched a cute set of brothers who were so cute and. Their values were good, great character, and they started hanging out with friends that didn't have the same values, and they compromised, and they went down the wrong path, and it was sad to see that. You, you can still have, have people that don't share your values as friends. You just right. be careful that you don't become so intertwined with them that you begin to compromise your values exactly. uh, for theirs. You know, I had a... I had a dear friend, I just, um, growing up, his name was Mark Jensen. Mark was uh, bigger than I was. We were the same age, but a lot bigger than I was. And he and I played football together, and uh, Mark was, um, um, and we just had a great time together. 
but we, we got into a little bit of trouble, nothing serious together. And my parents began to be concerned. Well, parents get worried. Well, my that. parents were worried because, I don't know, because we, we got, we, we were out late. We, we got picked up by a cop once for a curfew hour. I mean, that was the worst we did. And um, Mark was from a completely inactive home. Um, and uh, I know my mom and dad were concerned. This was in a, in the end of my junior high years. Did they have cause to worry? You were hanging out with no, because we Jeff? didn't. We never did anything bad. But they didn't know that. It wasn't that. Jeff. It was Mark. Or Mark. I knew a Jeff Jensen. Sorry. It was they, his younger brother. Oh, his younger brother. That's why. I knew. But but something that happened that I've never forgotten, and. Um, uh, Mark used to come over and, and uh, on occasion we, he'd even have dinner with us. Um, but uh, um, one day Mark called, we, we kind of, we played football against each other. He was at Highland High, I was at East High, and he was a lot better than I was, a lot bigger than I was. He went on to uh, play uh, college ball and, um, and then we kind of lost track of each other. Mark lost his way. He got involved in drugs and alcohol, and uh, uh, his life was uh, going the wrong way. And then at one point, he, he did get married and had a, had a child, and he said, he, he called me one day out of the clear blue sky. And, oh, my missionaries, companions. Anyway, he called me out of the clear blue sky, and uh, he said, John, I just... I've just been thinking, and I wanted to share something with you, uh, which was uh, a few years ago. I had a, I was, I, I kind of hit rock, rock bottom with my drugs and alcohol. Sad. Yeah, and I, I, uh, my little daughter, just a little young little thing, was crying, and I was so upset that she wasn't stopping, and I took a hold of her and lifted her up, and. And I was, I, I could have hurt her. He said, but I, as I looked at that little girl, I thought, oh my gosh, what am I doing? He said he stopped, uh, he put her down and, and didn't hurt her. But he went outside, he said it was raining, and he sat on the, on the curb and started crying. Mm -hmm. And he said, when, and finally, and as part of that soul-searching experience, asked himself, when did I ever really feel peace? When did I feel what some call the spirit? And he said, John, I think some of the only times I felt that when I was young was in your home. And when your dad would invite me to come and have family prayer with your family. And I have never forgotten that all of these years. He felt safe there, and I think that's part of... I did feel safe with there. With a friend, you feel safe. Well, that's true. And, and Mark continues to be a, a good friend today and uh, um, a great contributor to the community and a, a good father and grandfather. And I, I have a great deal of respect for Mark. Well, that's a great story. And, and you think about wanting to be a friend or have a friend, some people will compromise their values or so that they'll fit in. But I read somewhere where they said it's better 
to not have any friends than to go and compromise your values. So just to have other things to do to keep you busy until people come around to help you feel like you can be their friend. Yeah. Or vice versa. That's true. I I was just thinking about another uh, set of friends that have really become important to me as well were my missionary companions in the mission field when I was a young man. Of course, my mission president and his wife, you know, they became like parents to me, but still very dear friends. Um, And a a couple of my mission companions that have remained close to uh, with me for many, many years. And I've loved those relationships and uh, grateful for those associations. We've seen that with our own missionaries where they have lifelong friends because of the service and the, what they were involved in in the mission. Yeah. Well, uh, the most important, of course, of all of, the, of our friends is our, our relationship with yeah, our eternal companion. Yes, that's so true. And, and, and the great thing about that is that you can become friends with your, your spouse and, and can be yourself in every way without having to be worried about being judged. Well, I hope so. I hope you I don't. I mean, you can, <laughs> you can just know you can lay yourself bare and be fully accepted. Yes, and you, even in your ugly stages. That's true. <laughs> you, you, you can make mistakes and then you can say, I am sorry, mm-hmm. and know that you can be forgiven. That's true. And I'm so glad you have forgiven me of my mistakes. And mm, even though was, or most of them. What? And even though it's hard to say you're sorry to your spouse, you'll know that you're... Pride. That pride, yeah, pride gets in the way. But it's so important to be able to say that and to be able to be with, feel safe. And, and be with someone that you want to be with and that you enjoy and that you can learn from and that you can help them become better too. You could say it's a two-way street. That's right. Well, and then uh, for me, and I know for you as well, the most important friendship relationship is with our Lord and Savior. Our Heavenly Father. I've been uh, always grateful for that remarkable statement that uh, that's where he said, "Greater love hath no man than this, than he lay down his life for his friends." And that is what he did. It is what he did. And I'm grateful for what I would say a close relationship with the Savior because I share with him and our Heavenly Father everything. Now, I, uh, I, I, I don't hear back from them in the, in the classical sense of hearing them in my ears, but I hear them in my heart. And you know they're there for you. They can become your friends when you don't feel like you have any friends or anyone to go to. You can always turn to the Savior and our Heavenly Father through prayer and have that comforting feeling through the Holy Ghost to help your heart and just help you to know that everything is going to be okay. One of the one of the friendship relationships that Bonnie and I have both been kind of uh, um, robbed of has been the friendships of our parents in our uh, for many years. I mean, her her uh, father was had a heart attack and died when she was you were nineteen, and then of course you you were your mother. How many years ago did she die? 
about 15 years ago, but she, because of the man she married, afterwards, remarried, remarried um, kind of cut us off as far as, I mean, we would call and talk, and she would try to express herself, but because of her, our stepfather, the wicked stepfather, right? <laughs> it was harder to be there and be able to be close to her, but when he wasn't around, of course we did. We tried to be there for her, clear up until the end. Yeah, and then my dad died when I was uh, 18. Uh, my mother, of course, was with us and for many years, but my mom died, oh gosh, 20, 20 years ago, 15 years ago, 20 years ago. 20 years ago, maybe more than that. Anyway, um, and his mother was a dear friend as well, someone that I could talk to and never felt um, judged by her, never felt that uh, she didn't have anything but love in her heart for me. And for that, I've always been grateful, and I surely hold that for her. She remarried as well. Could you still feel as close to her even after? She did remarry as well, and, and yes, her husband was really a fine man, but they moved to California, and I, we didn't have the same closeness because she was, we, we were away. Yeah, that makes it harder. When your friends move away, and it's nice that you can keep in contact with friends who move away through letters, through Facebook, social media, to be able to keep in touch with people because when things happen in their lives, you can give them the empathy, the sympathy, the, the kindness, the love that they need at a certain time. So it's grateful to yeah. be able to keep in touch. That's right. And, and, and so as we think about the importance of friends, it's our hope that, that each of you have dear friends. Well, you'll all have casual friends. That's, that's a given. But I hope you have dear friends that are loyal, that are trusted, that are, are uh, deep loving friends as well and um, but even I think more important than you having those friends is that you are a friend to someone you're able to give of yourself and of course to your spouse and your, your family but I mean someone outside of that family relationship where you can be the, the means of, of, of uh, becoming a strength and a help to someone else in even in, you know, in times of need and in times of uh, joy. I just wanted to, uh, I for, almost forgot about friends in high school that I had one particular friend that I hung out with a lot. It was a boyfriend and I was with him all the time. And so I limited my friends, which was a mistake, where I see my, our children who had groups of friends, so you don't have to have just one friend. It's better to have lots of friends in lots of different areas. I thought... Um, well, yeah, you were a boyfriend with him for a long time, which limited your range of friends. I didn't have a, a girlfriend until I was halfway through my senior year in high school. And, and um, then, you know, you know, she became a good friend at that point, certainly. But uh, but when I see other people who have a lot of friends, it's because they open their circle. You know, when they say, oh, I have one best friend, and then they don't let anybody else into their circle because 
or they get jealous that her friend's going off with another friend or vice versa. It's just, you just got to open up your circle to lots of people. Yeah, you really do. And so you can be that friend. Yeah, and, there's a, and then, of course, you have a, a group of friends. We I used to talk about it with people at, uh, at one of my places where I worked. And he said his, uh, he wanted to have people on his personal board of directors. That was a group of five or six people that he could truly trust and that uh, would be influential in his life. And you were always on those boards because people could trust you as a friend. Well, I, I hope so. And I have certainly a, a board of directors uh, in my life today. And, of course, you're the chairman of the board. I hope so. <laughs> so there you go. We hope you have uh, a board of directors of friends in your lives and that you're on the board of directors of other people in their lives. So um, have you have a wonderful week, and uh, we're going to still be here for probably um, through this, this coming weekend as well. And hope you have a wonderful week, and thanks for listening. That's... Get for notes from John. Have a great week. You got a friend. Bye. You got a friend. You got a friend. Ain't it good to know you got a friend. Ain't it good to know you got a friend. You got a friend. Oh yeah.